Hello everyone, welcome back to Natty News, the nattiest news show in the world. People thought we were gone, the demise of Natty News, the Natty News is gone, they have injected the non-nattiness into them, but those people were false. We are back, Pat, how are you doing? Well, Anwar, we're back to Natty News and yeah, we are indeed still Natty. None of neither of us have gotten on the testosterone quite yet at this point in our lives. So really glad to be back today. Yeah, sorry to our listeners for the umpteenth time uh, for our sudden disappearance. It's been a busy time. You know what? I'm just going to say it. I hope you are all ready for your bi-yearly Natty News episode because with our release schedule, you'll get one. You'll get about two or three a year. <laughs> I, I know, of course, I joke. I mean... Who knows how consistent we'll be, but me and Pat, you know, we just can't stay away. I mean, honestly, Natty News is going to go on for our whole lives. I mean, we'll be like 90 years old on Natty News episode 252, and we'll be discussing like, man, should you take a Glorak, the new supplement that increases the testosterone by 10,000%? Well, I think that's the thing is uh, that in terms of fitness, there's always going to be new and weird developments. And... I think what drove us to come back today was we also have new life experiences and then things come about and we want to have another discussion. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And also, you know what? I feel like I always learn stuff from Natty News. So if anything, I think I gain a lot of great knowledge. So as Natty News' number one fan, um, I'm always excited to be back here and listen to what we got. Um, actually, speaking about the testosterone, Pat, uh, completely off from our main topic, but have you been seeing um, the transformation of Pete Rubish? I, I've heard about Pete Rubish, um, the former laundry room powerlifter in his uh, parents' basement. He, he uh, well, I think, first of all, he jumped off the drugs and had low tests for couple years like the test of an old grandma and now he's running a marathon am i correct yeah dude it's actually um unbelievable like you've seen like for those who not know pete rubich he's like an old school powerlifter he was just blasting everything it looked absolutely yoked beyond belief super strong guy like we're talking about like he was a 900 plus pound deadlifter really really strong but he um decided to go cold turkey and focus on his health so he's now like completely i would say he's back to being a natty guy and um he's now uh still looking in great shape still has a lot of great gains but now he focuses a lot on running and um whole focusing on getting his heart health in a good place and hoping that he can live a good healthy life so uh, i think it's truly amazing i mean um, unfortunately, you always see in the news of uh, people and influencers unfortunately passing away. And so um, I think it's really great to see someone who might have been down that path kind of take a new leaf and focus on their health and wellness and not on just doing crazy numbers or just looking super freaky. Yeah, I, I think I think there is a I, it's weird that that culture has still continued from the time we were teenagers where there's always going to be internet influencers who are taking a lot of drugs and not really being honest about it and you know what it's their body their choice but it's so unfortunate every year there's someone who dies from it and it's it's always suspected or linked to extensive use of um, performance enhancing drugs like a lot of the time it's from because for those of you who don't know it growth hormone grows everything including 
things that shouldn't grow, such as your heart, right? And this can lead to diseases and sudden death. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think it's not only with that stuff, but it's also just like, I mean, we both know, like, you can't stay, like, super lean year-round unless you're doing a lot of, like, uppers and certain things. So it just, like, the whole idea of this having a, so a certain image on social media is just not sustainable. But um, it is kind of a little funny about how the whole world of health and fitness sometimes isn't very healthy at all, which isn't great. But anyways, moving on to the topic at hand... So Pat and I were talking a little bit about, um, you know, fitness and working out in general. And one thing comes to mind is like really the benefit of, you know, working out and having a healthy lifestyle beyond just wanting to look good. So as many long term listeners know, the reason why both Pat and I started working out is because obviously we wanted to look yoked. We wanted to be jacked. We wanted to be the big guys getting all the girls being super muscular, super aesthetic. And honestly, um, I would say even though that is very important and very beneficial, I don't think that's the main reason why uh, I would work out now. I think there's actually a lot of benefits to just going to the gym beyond looking good. So today's topic was kind of what's the role of like fitness in just everyday success and why you should work out even if you have no interest in gaining muscle or being um, more aesthetic or looking or anything like that. What's the benefit of it? Um, and I think this is actually, it can seem a little um, counterintuitive because it's like, okay, if I want to be most successful in a different venture, why should I work out? Why should I spend like an hour or two a day doing this instead of just focusing on my craft or my career or something else? And I feel like that's pretty valid, but I do feel like just working out and going to the gym has so much benefit to um, someone's everyday life, especially if you do live a very sedentary life. I know many people are in the same situation as me where, you know, you work a typical office job and you're sitting for eight, nine, ten hours a day. And really, I think spending an hour at the gym is so immensely beneficial to you if you are in that circumstance. But I would actually, before we kind of jump into that, I, I think, Pat, like, do you feel like if you weren't a competitive weightlifter, would you, would you still work out? Like, do you think like, because I feel like that's the thing that you see sometimes when people kind of hmm. stop doing the sport or they stop doing that, they just stop all training. Do you see that for yourself? Or could you see yourself, you know, being a lifelong lifter, even if you're never going to compete ever again? I think it's very certain I'm going to be a lifelong lifter. It's been such a huge part of my life. And I think, you know, I've had enough um, injuries and things throughout the last couple of years where, like, I become increasingly aware that, like, there's a finite amount of time I can do competitive weightlifting for. But there's just so many benefits to it, um, as simple as, like, just kind of at a baseline, knowing that I am working on something. Um, I'm someone who struggles with uh, insecurities, like with you know not feeling like I'm doing enough or not accomplishing something. And even at a day where everything has gone wrong, everything's gone south, when you go to the gym, everything you do in the gym, you're working on yourself, you're working on maintaining your health, you're working on improving some aspect of your fitness or your strength or healing an injury. And I just feel like it's always such a grounding place. Like, you go to the gym and you always walk out with a good sense of accomplishment. And I think that's very underrated for mental health and for that 
feeling of growing um, as as we continue to move forward. No, I completely agree with you. Actually, I think that is a um, great example of just like going to the gym as a sense of just like at least there's something you can control, at least there's something you can do to improve your circumstance. Where true, it is an incredibly grounding experience. But beyond just like those mental health gains, I think one thing for the gym that like really, really helps is it just feels like it just going to the gym for an hour makes me feel like I'm going to be just being healthy for the rest of that day. And like what I mean by that is like if I go work out for like an hour and a half or I go for like a run or something, when I come home, my mind kind of like changes and I'm like, okay, I want to eat healthy. I want to go on bed on time. It kind of puts my mind in a zone where like it's easy to make healthier decisions and those healthy decisions just make me feel good throughout the day. Like if I don't go to the gym for like a couple for like a month or something, I just feel like crap. Like I don't care about my diet. So I just eat a bunch of junk. And if I eat a bunch of junk, then I just feel like crap. My body just doesn't feel like it can operate well. It can't do anything well. And then I'm just unproductive because I just feel so bad all the time. It's just kind of this like really toxic um, feedback circuit where every time if I don't do something healthy, it just kind of piles on and on. And I feel like it's really easy to get trapped in that cycle. But by just going to the gym, it just makes me feel like, okay, I've worked so hard, like pushing this weight or going running. I don't want to lose those gains. So I got to eat clean so I can make sure I can make some muscle and keep it up. And then I got to sleep well so I can make sure I recover good for the next day. And so it kind of creates a good positive feedback instead of just skipping the workout, skipping on my diet and then skipping out of my recovery. Mm Hmm. I wanted to probe further into that, Anwar, because I know you'll have examples, but has there been a notable period in your life where you kind of felt in your head, oh, I don't have time to exercise or time to sleep or time to eat well, and kind of how, how did that work out for you, and, and how did you end up getting out of that funk? Yeah, that's a great question. I think actually the, the time when I probably worked at the least was actually back in college. I think when I was back in like um, college, I was really, I, I felt like there was so much more important things to do than go to the gym. Like I had to um, study for classes. I had to apply for like internships. I had to get all of that settled in. Hmm. And so I would never go to the gym um, or I would go very rarely. And it wasn't really that great of an experience. And I, I was actually looking back on that and I was thinking when I was in those circumstances, I would say like, oh, I need to study more. So instead of going to a gym, I'm going to go study. And so like, oh, I need to study. Let me get some food. So I just would pick up some like, you know, greasy fast food, mm-hmm. empty calories. And so then I would just be eating that. And you know, what's the funny thing, Pat, is like when I'd be eating that and I would try to study, I could, I could maybe study for like 20, 30 minutes. And I'd be like, oh, I'm yep. feeling like crap. Okay, I should just like go back home and just like rest up and sleep and like try to relax. And then I get home and I'm just on my phone for like an hour in bed or two hours in bed. And I don't even sleep well. And then the next day, I'm feeling not the greatest because I didn't sleep well. I ate a bunch of junk and I didn't work out. So now I'm just like all anxious and stuff. And so looking back at it, I'm like, you know, it probably would have been better for me just to spend like an hour, work out, get a quick meal. And I probably would have studied more and went to bed early. Oh, man. It's that is so relatable, Anwar. And uh, I think even I mean, that's even happening to me right now. I feel like sometimes I'm in the process of graduating and looking for jobs and and uh, plan to go on vacation. Like, like in my head, it's like working out is like I'm not like Lu Xiaojie. I'm no international champion. Like, 
like I could miss a workout and do one of these other things that are so important. But every time I do that or even procrastinate and go to the gym an hour later, the amount of times I actually did something really productive better than going to the gym is low. And I find when I go to the gym first and get it done, then I kind of, like you said, like I structure my way, my day around it. It almost always turns out better. Yeah, exactly. And I think like you really got to give some credit to dopamine where when you finish your workout, you always feel good. And when you feel good, I think it's easier to keep on doing stuff that maybe you don't enjoy as much. Where like if you feel good and then you know you have to do some chores or you have to do your homework or something, it doesn't feel as hard than if you feel kind of crappy already. Like it's something I kind of noticed too is that um, normally after I finish work, I go to the gym. Um, and so, you know, you, you finish your work day, you're a little tired, you're a little um, exhausted. I go to the gym, I get my workout done. And when I come back home, I feel like I get a second wind. Like I, I can then start doing some other stuff like I work on and like other type of like personal projects and stuff like that. So just by going to the gym and coming back, I get that like second wind of like dopamine where I'm like, you know, I feel great. I, I made some gains. I'm ready to tackle the rest of my day. There's other stuff to do. And then uh, I'm good for it. So I think there's something really important about that, and it it can't overstate. I think the the best way to like do something for longevity is if you enjoy it. So like, I feel like that's one of the key things about working out is sometimes people get, and I fell into this too, about being stressed when I went to the gym and worked out. Like, one thing I really had to overcome was not being stuck on that I need to hit PRs and I need to keep on progressing. Where when I kind of took that as a backseat and just say like, I'm just going to go to the gym to just move some weight, make some gains and not stress over if I don't hit a PR or not. I really found that really changed my mentality and allowed me to really enjoy going to the gym for just the sake of going to the gym. That's that, you know, that's interesting, Anwar. And I still don't really know what that feeling is like being in my competitive phase. And that is something I worry about um, when one day I'm done with all this and I start to feel like I'm on the decline. How did you get through that feeling where you kind of felt like you kind of like, how did you get to the point where you start to accept? Maybe I'm not making PRs weekly, monthly anymore, and I'm just going to go to the gym and, and train. Um, Tiberi, I think one thing I realized is um, t- in my life, uh, there's much more important things than making games. <laughs> like, I think, um, I think eventually, uh, you know, y- you kind of start figuring out what's really important to you in your life and what things you really want to try to grow and value. And eventually, I think I figured out that working out and, you know, hitting a larger like bench press or deadlifting more while I still want to, like I definitely still want to try to hit some bigger numbers and make more gains. I think one thing I also realized is that probably isn't the biggest priority in my life. And so then you think about, okay, the point of me going to the gym is I want it to benefit me for other things, where going to the gym puts me in a good mindset and allows me to be more productive in other aspects. So instead of myself getting stressed at the gym over this one thing, I can just use the gym to help me be focused so I can focus on these other things. I can be in my best shape to do other things as well. So I feel like it though it is just all about your priorities in life because right now you're you're a big competitor so obviously competing is a priority to you. I don't compete in anything right now so uh, right now like the competition or performance doesn't really matter to me. I think right now it's just like I'm just gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna move some weight and make some gains. I think like I think you might notice this, pal. When me and you mm-hmm. train together in the past, 
I, I think the whole point of my training is like I just want to put in like an honest effort, work hard, and then go home. Like that's like my whole point is like just I want to make sure I I leave the gym tired. <laughs> yeah, well, we got the chance to do that uh, the other day, and it's you know what it was great fun. I think we did some some shoulder presses, bench press, some pull ups, arm curls, some shoulder raises, and you know for all the seven eight years i've studied periodization and what's ideal and what's not you know there's something really nice about just throwing it out the window and doing a nice real workout and socializing and like i used to be such an elitist about it um and i think anwar you were too like we'd go to the gym and basically low-key be uh critiquing everyone's form whatever weird exercise they're doing this isn't ideal this isn't optimal like i think i've moved past that you know as long as you're being reasonable like there's nothing wrong with doing a nice, fun workout here and there. Yeah, I think probably the only thing I might get annoyed with is if people take too much equipment when it's busy. I think that's my one pet peeve is when, like, someone is, like, has, like, a rack of dumbbells to themselves when it's, like, 6 p.m. and it's the peak gym time. That still kind of gets under my skin a bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and uh, yeah, it's just, you know, you gotta be flexible and ready to try something new and, uh, and I always enjoy doing little bodybuilding workouts with you and not thinking about a snatch or clean jerk for a day. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like um, I, you bring up a good point, though, about the periodization, too, because I think one thing, too, is I feel like I feel like one fitness has become so popular, which is great. Uh, it really is amazing to see. But also, I feel like gyms can get kind of like it's hard to have a gym free enough where you can actually get all the equipment you need so i feel like having that flexibility and understanding that listen you might not be able to squat today or you might not be able to bench today so let me just do something else i feel like that's actually really important too for me to like it just have the gym be this point where like you know uh maybe i want to bench a lot so i can get that up and i do a whole bench program but then i just never can get to the gym on time when uh the benches are free and so then like normally i think that would be a big stressor for me but now i just i don't know i just i think i look it's like okay you know what i can't bench let me overhead press i can't overhead press i'll do like dumbbell bench or like something else it's whatever i can do just to you know keep working and stuff so i feel like i feel like just having that mindset where as long as you do something you're going to progress is probably uh a good way of looking at it instead of being like oh there's no benches free i'm just going to go home yeah, you know, t- you, you got to take account of what work you did do rather than what you kind of didn't do. Yeah, and no, it's true. And I, I actually, I feel like also, I think about so many people who are obviously very successful and um, people I know who are who I really admire. I do see like having a consistent workout routine is something I notice amongst them all where they might not all be like super into maxing their lifts or anything like that. But just having this workout habit, I feel like is such a great one to set up other successful habits in your life where I think working out is actually kind of like the baseline where if you can work, if you can consistently go to the gym, it will actually start cascading into other healthy habits. Yeah, I think I think that's very true. And you know, without getting into whether or not we, you know, agree with everything these people do, like people like Mark Zuckerberg and apparently Elon Musk now and Jeff Bezos and all those people. Like one thing that's notable or it seems to be more prominent in this present day is they're like pretty fit people, not just jacked, but like having cardiovascular fitness and like 
in good like health, uh, which I feel like a if we think back to a while ago, like we, we used to think of like successful people in, in suits and they were always in meetings. Like you never thought of them doing exercise, but it seems to be something that's becoming more popular. Yeah, and I mean, like, not even, like, these, like, super, like, uh, super, super elite people, but, like, even, like, I know in, like, just regular work and stuff, like, I I've had the opportunity to work with, like, you know, um, Harvard graduates mm -hmm. and, like, um, Stanford, um, grad like, people who have, like, gone to these elite schools and are having amazing careers as, like, directors, managing directors, VPs, all this, like, super, super busy stuff, and every single one of them I know do something for the health and wellness, like, maybe they do like crossfit or they you know they're really into doing some running or like they're super into yoga and uh, like all this stuff i think is great and i think a commonality is that like just having that habit of doing something physical for your body i feel like just builds up so many other good habits it absolutely does right and uh like, i think among some of the things i've thought about um personally and even for you like for you to build a fitness routine, you need repetition, you need patience, you need, you kind of need problem solving, right? And where even as simple as when you go to the gym and this equipment's not good, you got to think of, okay, how do I solve this problem and pivot? And I think the grander scheme, uh, and where I can get you to talk about this, but the power of a routine is, I think, how a lot of people get lots of work done. And when you've got to worry about scheduling in a workout, eating well, buying the proper foods, and also sleeping eight hours, which is my greatest bane in life. Like, if you're doing all those things right, you're probably having a really good and consistent routine, which I think is what affords people the most amount of time. You know, Pat, I think, I think when I realized I love routine is the day I realized that I am a boring adult now. Me too where I absolutely love having my structured routine through the weeks and months and years. <laughs> um, it's, and it's, it's so true because I feel like, you know, I think we really romanticize uh, like a life of like every day is like completely new and you have no idea what's going to happen. It's a new adventure. And uh, of course, I think that can be fun, exciting, but I do really feel like to really progress or improve or do stuff, you do need to have a routine of stuff. And it's a little ironic we say this because I think we haven't set up a good routine for Natty News. <laughs> so we really, we got to step up our game on that. You know, that's a routine we and you need to build up yes. better. But um, I, I completely agree. I think working out is what a beautiful way for you to learn how to set a routine where if you say to yourself i'm gonna go to the gym three times a week i'm gonna do like this type of workout you're building up a pretty easy routine to follow by going to the gym three times a week you know that's maybe like an hour hour and a half of your day it's not a super high commitment and you feel so good from it or then you start building other routines around that where it's like okay I'm going to go work out three times a week. And then I, because now I'm working out, I need to make sure I have healthy meals. So now I'm going to set a routine where I'll cook on like Sunday. So I have meals throughout the week that I can eat to help me make sure I can make my gains better. And then boom, you have a new routine of cooking. And then, um, you know, the routine you might struggle with of like, okay, I'm working out hard. I need to sleep mm -hmm. better. So let me start having a routine of I'm going to go to bed at 11 p.m. So I can wake up at seven so I can have a proper day and not be so sleep deprived and recover well and then boom another great routine i think uh routines although maybe a boring part of adulthood or of i guess growing up but it is so so critical i feel for success is like 
building up routines of doing stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. And then, and like, yeah, I think we both incorporated both those things, not perfectly, of course. And I found it extends to productivity in a lot of cases. Um, for example, you know, and if you know that today there's a one hour workout at 12 noon and then you got to sleep at 10 p.m., I think it automatically tells you, okay, time between one o'clock and 10 o'clock minus dinner and showering, whatever, is my time to work and do what I need to get done. And I think it creates that bit of structure where sometimes I feel like as adults, there's like, there's structure, but a lack of structure. When you have free time, there's there's no parents that tell us exactly what we have to do with our time. And that kind of controlled structure is really good, I find. It helps me um, sometimes to get into a really good workflow, knowing there's limited time that I've imposed upon myself. No, exactly, exactly. And it it really is, uh, I think, one, one of the growing pains, I think, from COVID, actually, when, like, the whole world was shut down. And now, um, at that time, I feel like it was actually very hard to set a routine because it was you were kind of just like always at home and stuff. So I think that was something I had to really build up strong now is getting used to the idea of like, okay, setting up those routines, setting up those schedules and making sure, you know, you make the most of each day. Um, It's a little funny we're talking about this, especially since this morning I was telling you before we started recording how I woke up a little later today and it just completely threw me off because I was planning to, you know, wake up in the morning, go to the gym, make some gains. Then I was going to go to the local farmer's market since I'm uh, I'm a granola munching hippie now and I have to get all my food organic and locally sourced. So um, I was going to go to the farmer's market, then come home. I had to do some other work today and then uh, jump on with Natty News. So we had to actually move around Natty News quite a bit to make it work today. But again, if I had woke up and on time, everything would have been great. So, um, you know, it's days like this where I'm like, okay, I really need to make sure I'm better with my sleep. Like, you know, I, I got to be sure that I uh, wake up on time and I go to bed on time. Otherwise, then like it just kind of screws up some of my days. Yeah, and I think that's really good, right? Like, I think people always talk about, I think this is a really common societal trope we have. Like, everyone talks about how they're overworked and overwhelmed in the weekdays. And then on the weekend, you basically have to like sleep extra and catch up and like, essentially try to like ring yourself back together for the weekday but i think Anne, one of the things i admire about you is by keeping this routine of yours like i feel like from talking to you every day of yours is pretty meaningful like you always get something obviously you get your work done but then you also make sure you have time to do the things that matter to you and and i think that keeps you really intact you know i think I think that's an I I think that's like my goal. And I have to admit, there's definitely days where like I look back, like I'm like it's near the end of the day and I'm like I, I wasted today. Like it, it's it's a, a bit unfortunate, but I think sometimes you do have to have that honest look back and be like I really did waste today. Like I I maybe just like spent like, you know, 3 hours on my phone looking at like stupid videos. I was just reading worthless articles and like did I really gain anything from that? And I think looking back at those days, it, it does make you think like, yeah, you want to kind of minimize those events and it can be difficult. But I think once you can get in a good rhythm, like you once you get in a good routine and a good rhythm, it's really a great time. Like, I feel like um, 
just getting a few of those things set up, like having a consistent workout schedule, having a good diet, and having good sleep, it's probably like 90% of like feeling good all the time. I think that's the thing. It's it's really hard to sell this concept to people um, who are, I don't know, trying to be successful or reach their goals or raise kids or whatever. But I think that is the point of today's episode. If you really made a point to maintain your fitness and eat well and sleep well and protect your energy so you can do all those things, I think it's there's a very high percentage that people will be happier and have more success and more stability in their life. Correct on this, but yeah. Although, Pat, I, I, I got to say, though, I, I've met, I, I've, uh, I have some friends who are early parents, and man, I don't think there's anything you can do to get your sleep in that Exactly, situation. we better get what we can, Anwar. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, man, for any of our um listeners who are like early parents, good on you. I do not know how. I mean, I think it's probably something a lot of people go through. But yeah, I've heard a lot of stories of the sleepless nights. So yeah, I, I don't think you can routine yourself out of mm-hmm. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I really I have a couple friends who are parents and they run a business and they compete in weightlifting. And I don't know how they do it. But I imagine a big part of it is controlling what they can and as like 40 and 50 year olds i think what keeps them fitter than your average person is they always make time for their fitness still even though it's definitely not ideal with kids yeah no exactly and i mean i think that's the thing is like even if you can do a little it's better than nothing like um i I think i I showed you pat i recently got some parallel bars in my room so like some days, like, I, I just can't make it to the gym. So I just do, like, a bunch of pull-ups and dips and, like, um leg raises. And even though it's, like, it's not a great workout, but it's still, like, it's better than nothing. I just, like, I think even just doing something simple like that is probably so beneficial. Like, I- I'm sure there's people who have made monumental gains by just doing, like, you know, some push-ups at home. Well, 100%. I mean, <laughs> and we're way back in the day, the... OG Scooby 1961 was a channel we watched, right? And I think one of his biggest proponents was working out at home. And and I think he still posts videos nowadays. Like he's, I think Scooby's like 65 now and still insanely jacked. And whenever he's on vacation, he's just doing a variety of push-ups. And it's, uh, I think it's this notion of never do nothing. Just, you know, always exercise today. That's 15 more minutes than than you would have done had you just decided to give up on it. Dude, Scooby is, dude, I think Scooby is like, I think of all the YouTube fitness people, I would say Scooby's probably the one I would say is the most successful. And maybe, not monetarily, I mean, some people are raking it in, and I'm sure Scooby's very comfortable, but just six, I feel like he's lived such a full life. I mean, the man, um, he's in a, a beautiful, loving relationship. He's had he had a very successful professional career as an engineer, uh, made probably so much impact doing that. He's given so much back to the community with his knowledge and information. Um, the man is jacked out of like he is so, so, so jacked. It's amazing. He's made so many gains. And, like, he's made his own yeah. airplane. My goodness, making your own airplane is, like, something I could never imagine doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I think Scooby's kind of the epitome of it. It's, like, I, I'm sure Scooby would admit, too, working out was beneficial for him to achieve all of the success he's had in life. And I think he's been monumentally successful, even though 
he's never really competed in any of these like um traditional fitness activities. I think mm-hmm. he did one bodybuilding show yeah. just for the heck of it, but as a person, I think uh, just working out allowed him to succeed in so many different ventures and so many different aspects. I mean, of he life. just kept doing it, right? That's uh, he started his YouTube channel like twenty years ago, and I feel like theme with Scooby is is everything is consistent. Like he kept working out, he kept eating well, even though his meals look admittedly very terrible. I would never do it, and and then I think he was also consistent with his YouTube channel and apparently building an airplane, which is so amazing. Yeah, no, it, it truly is. And I know we, we talked a lot about like, you know, working out for the sake of not building muscle or like looking more aesthetic. But I think you have to say like, when you start making a few gains, like your confidence skyrockets. Like I think it's so common for people to when they first start going to the gym and they start noticing some results, it just becomes addicting. Like it just makes you feel so good. You feel like you look great. And it's just such a good positive cycle yeah, as well. And, and you know, it's like obviously superficial aspects to our world and i think working out the gains that you receive and it's something you can truly feel good about because these are things you earned for yourself right like we all are born at a certain height we look a certain way but when you work out you gain muscle and you change the way you look like these are all things that you did for yourself and no one can take that away from you i think even when other aspects like I've had periods where I've struggled with other aspects of my life but I always know okay I have my gains it's corny but like you always have your gains <laughs> yeah no exactly exactly dude and actually speaking of you know just feeling good you know uh, today, actually, when I went to my granola crunching hippie farmer's market, my um, A guy was actually complimenting. He was like, hey, dude, how long have you been working out for? You're looking jacked today. And um, obviously, I bought an extra dozen eggs from him because, um, you know, compliments are the best way to add to sales. And yeah, shout out to Rockwell Farms for not only providing me my eggs to make all these gains like my boy Gaston, but also for just, you know, sharing some and love. Those those compliments honestly feel so good and and they, they feel a lot better than I think a lot of other compliments receive because years of work have, have gone into it and I always it always does make me smile a little bit when uh when someone does tell me that like oh, I'm really strong, or how did you get to do these lifts so well? While I'm not really the best, I know that it's something I've worked really hard at, and kind of, it always does motivate me whenever I get a nice compliment like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So although this episode's focus was how um, working out can help you even if you don't care about looking better, Still, looking better is always great. We, we live in a shallow world. People love to look it's, nice. It's so true. Um, one more thing, Amor, that I think uh, I wanted to talk about in terms of this role of fitness and success is it's kind of related to what we talked about earlier with those tough times in life and kind of what's, what's that balance between like sacrifice, having to sacrifice for fitness and feeling like you're actually gaining from fitness. And what I mean is that when life gets really, really busy, Anmar, such as when you were in college, you almost felt like you had to sacrifice your fitness, right? Do you ever feel like, like looking back at it, do you ever feel like that was a justified choice? Like, are there periods where you must sacrifice your fitness in order to achieve certain goals? 
you know, I gotta be honest with you, Pat. I don't think so, actually. I think all the times I sacrifice my health and wellness to, you know, maybe do well on a test or exam, I think that was me um, making up for poor planning and poor discipline. Like, I think, you know, obviously, there was times where I, I stayed up all night because I had to catch up on a project or I had to study for an exam. And the reason why I had to do that all-nighter is because the weeks prior, I mm. didn't plan well and I didn't really prioritize my time. I think when I look back at all the times I had to sacrifice my health and wellness, I don't think it was really ever um, worth it in the end. And actually, one thing that's kind of aligned with that is, are you familiar with oh, Brian Johnson? Oh, I'm not Johnson? familiar. Who is he? So Brian Johnson, he was this, um, he's like this tech millionaire where he, he started a company, made a lot of money, and now his whole goal is he wants to reverse aging. So he's super hyper-focused on like, what's the perfect human diet? What's the perfect routine? How can you live as long as humanly possible? And, you know, I'll be honest, some of the things he does is kind of quirky and a little weird, but I think he does have a lot of really good insights. Like he, he's really he's about like you know you should be eating a pretty heavy um vegetarian diet you should eat a lot of vegetables you should definitely get your full nights of sleep you should avoid like heart rate variability so there's a lot of really good stuff he preaches and i think a lot of it um is well researched and so one thing he was saying though is that when he was starting up his company and obviously he sold it and he's very very successful he really regrets how much he gave up on his own health mm. and wellness to succeed. Where in his mind too, it's like, was it really worth it for me to have those sleepless nights trying to grow my business? Is it really, was that really the right move? And like, I think he obviously was very successful and it worked out very well, but even he wishes he might've done stuff a little differently. So I think, I think there's very rare circumstances where you really, that you do need to make that sacrifice um even if you had perfect planning of course like we were mentioning before of like you know starting a family and stuff i think that's an example of where you know it's kind of out of your control like if your baby's yeah. crying at midnight you can't just go back to bed because you need eight hours you gotta take care of them <laughs> so but i think stuff like school and work and stuff i really feel like um majority of the time if you were a little more disciplined or had better proper planning, you wouldn't need to yeah, make those sacrifices. I, I think I agree with that. And, and Amor, as, as we know, I've been a personal trainer for many years. And I've heard the story time and again where uh, I, have, I get clients who are kind of middle age and they've had kids. And then, you know, the question is always, do you have experience working out? Or do you exercise? And many times it's been, oh, I used to. And then I had kids. Or never worked out and I have kids so I never have time to and it's you know I think when I was younger I used to be like oh like no you have time you're making excuses right like like everyone has time but it's it is a challenging aspect and I think uh we probably need to do a better job of presenting more alternatives like and like you talked about like maybe it's a 15 minute workout um in your living room when you have that chance or, you know, maybe it's, it's maybe you can't work out that day, but you are able to eat a little bit better. And, but I think, yeah, we should never let go of that fitness completely. Yeah, I mean, I hope, um, you know, later in life, I hope if I ever feel like I'm giving up, I hope you can kick me in the butt and get me back on track. And I will definitely do the same to you, although I don't think that's ever going to happen. 
I feel like, you know, P Pat, you were born out the womb with your six pack and you'll be going to the oh, grave I remember my sleep is already bad. So uh, if if I have kids, well, <laughs> I'm going to need some help. You, you better you better give me some sleep advice at that point. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. Sleep is such a it's such a wild thing. It's so important, but it can be hard yeah. to be good on. Can it. you ever justify sacrificing sleep for like let's say two weeks at a project due? Do you justify it? Ooh. Man, I don't think so. I think like I think um you know, this is gonna sound bad, but I think there's been times where like I've sacrificed sleep for social outings. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Keep going, though. Yeah, like, I, I think there's been times where uh, I've gone out to, uh, you know, visit friends or family. And um, just for reference, I, I try to go to bed pretty early. So I normally try to go to bed at, like, 11 p.m. I should be, like, phone away. Uh, I'm sleeping. I'm all that. And so there's times, you know, I go out and then people want to stay out. It's like midnight or something and people are still like chatting and stuff. And, uh, you know, you feel bad to leave early or whatever. And then I come home, it's like 1 a.m. And then I'm just like, man, I just I just ruined my sleep schedule now because like now I'm going to I'm going to sleep in. And then it's going to be harder for me to go to bed normally the next day. And I feel like such an old man. Saying I, I, that. I really agree. This has happened quite a few times. Like, I think in the last couple of years, like in physio school, you know, everyone's very sociable and they have lots of outings and such and I found myself saying no a lot of times to events where I know it's going to go really late and I know I have to wake up early the next day or I know oh tomorrow there's a big workout or uh, tomorrow there's lots of clients or a project due and every time I don't listen to my intuition it bites me in the ass for sure like like the next day is terrible and then that sleep debt is like you can't pretend that sleep debt is not a thing because if that happens like three or four times in a row everything falls apart and next thing you know we just feel terrible you know i i completely completely agree actually um you know i i think you could make an argument if you know having a healthy social life and all that is super super important for your life i think there's no doubt about it but something i did last week which i think was so stupid of me is um, I think Pat, you remembered. Uh, you you came over and we had we had a great time together. And then we were watching an episode of that show, The Promised Neverland. Yeah, and so like I think on a I think on like a Monday before going to bed, I was like watching an episode and I was like, man, Ooh. this is really good. Like I want to know what happens next. So I ended up staying up late watching this stupid show. And uh, it's a good show, I'll give it that. But then um, I end up sleeping late. It just screwed me up for like the rest of the week. Just because then like it was harder for me to get back on my regular schedule and all that. So staying up to watch a TV show was such a dumb way to ruin my schedule. I was, I'm so kicked myself. I, I do this. This is kind of my summer break. And I've done this more times than I like to admit. And, and yeah, it's... It's crazy how that throws you off, Anwar. I'm pretty surprised you actually fell off your your schedule. I thought you were pretty disciplined. You know, I, I'll I'll give it to you. I was pretty good, but in that one just screwed me up. I'm I'm actually mad that I messed up because of that show. <laughs> I, I guess it shows how good it was, but still, though, no, I I gotta be better on it. Um, but yeah, I think, I, I think that's a lesson too. Although even if you're never perfect, just as long as you can keep consistent and you make that constant effort, that's what's key. And, you know, we all have room for improvement. Um, 
But yeah, I think with that being said, I think that really covers what we wanted to go over today. Any last no, point I'm, you I think, to bring I think that la- even that last anecdote kind of uh, dials in our point, right? Just it's it almost feels like oh, Amber, this is your favorite word though to end off. It's like gamifying your life a little bit, where you know you can have a ten out of ten point day, or you know if Amber you're watching anime on a Monday night, you lost two or three points but the next day you can still try to get 10 out of 10 and it it makes even mundane like boring days kind of a little bit more interesting hey i com man dude i completely agree with you i think um i think we i've talked about it before maybe this would be a good episode just about like trying to gamify your life like you know there's a reason video games are so fun and if you can take some learnings from there and apply it to your life i think that's a great way to progress and stuff so no i think that's an amazing note to end with and with that being said i truly hope we can do another one of these before routine uh but Oh yeah, exactly. We needed that's one thing we need to work on having our uh, Natty News routine. But with that being said, Natty News out. Hope you all have a Natty great news rest out. of your days.